Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yo, Alex Dyson. New lockdown, new me, gotta tell ya. Really? Well, I wouldn't say it's a new one. We've been going for a few weeks, but it looks like a few more in Sydney. Why? What's what's the new you? What have you been some doing some online shopping? What's happened? Yeah, just starting to look fresh, okay. Just had a little bit of a makeover. Are you ready to see it? I've turned my video off. Yeah, like we're in different rooms. Without a zoom video, it's very hard to see. What have you got for me? What? Okay, here we go. Let's have a look. Ta-da! Oh. <laughs> a wig and glasses. <laughs> It's Harry Rotter, <laughs> Matt O'Kine. How's it going? Do you think? Do you think? I look, do you think it suits me? Why? Have, why have you done this? Because I've been locked out for weeks, Alex Dyson. Where'd you get the wig from? The wig shops I, are not essential purchases. Can I tell you? That, actually, I'll tell you the story retail. about this wig. Have I not? Have I not told you about this story? About this wig? No. Should we jump straight into I, it? I'll tell you. I'll tell it to you maybe at the end of the show. Okay. I feel like I, I I wore it for an audition, a particular audition. Have I not told you this story? No. Let's wait for the end of that. We've got to get some some news first. Some literally breaking news uh, in a moment. We've got mind blown as well today. So the good Ooh. this is a good podcast to listen to if you want to find oh, out some really really wild facts or some really, really mild facts uh, if Matt O'Kine's track record is anything to go by. But, I shouldn't um, have brought my nice new wig on Mind Blown Day. It's just going <laughs> to end up in pieces. Yeah, well, be careful, man, because uh, we're jumping straight in now. It's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yes, Matt, the reason there's some breaking news coming through is because a piece of iceberg wall has broken off at a Tennessee Titanic museum and injured three people. Now, the extent of the injuries are not known, but they were taken to hospital. And um, it's it's history repeating itself where an iceberg has caused mischief to the Titanic this time the museum, about the incident that happened all the way back in the, the early 1900s. Can you believe it? The iceberg's back for more. I really absolutely cannot believe it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's pretty ironic, isn't it? Just landing, just getting stuck under an, an, an iceberg at a museum. The, the place where you would dare suspect would be the last place you'd ever come across an iceberg. What, at the Titanic Museum? Oh, well, that you'd never be injured by an iceberg. No, well, they'd take iceberg caution more seriously than most other places you would hope at the Titanic Museum, but obviously not. Um, Mary Kellogg Joslin and John Joslin, who are the owners of the museum, said, needless to say, we would never expected an incident like this to occur. Never expected. Your whole thing's about being injured by an iceberg. Never expected. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this injury to occur as the safety of our guests and team members is always top of mind. We take pride in the quality of our maintenance and have measures in place to ensure that appro- appropriate safety guidelines are upheld. I'm not sure how... Yeah, maintenance on the ice wall, because I, I, I'm i not sure what it was actually made out of. Whether I don't think it was real ice. I'm sure it was some cardboard and some polystyrene or whatever. That's how bad global warming's getting. I mean, even <laughs> fake icebergs are breaking off and <laughs> you know, collapsing. Melting the glue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> holding the glaciers together. Um, apparently estimated to take four weeks to rebuild, but um, it's one of two uh, iceberg, uh, Titanic museums. The 
the company owns. Uh, one, the other one's in Missouri in America. But um, if you are planning on going along, and I'm sure you would now that you know ice falls on people there, um, you get a boarding pass containing the names of like real passengers from back in the day who were aboard the uh, the Titanic that sank in 1912. Um, and visitors can see more than 400 Titanic artifacts. They can shovel coal into the boiler room and feel the 28 degree Fahrenheit water through the self-guided tours according to the website. What's 28 degree Fahrenheit? 28 degrees to um, degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, negative 2.2 degrees. That's chilly. i tell you what, that is chilly. We filmed an episode of The Other Guy in a pool yep. in the middle of winter. It was supposed to, I mean, the episode was set in Sri Lanka. Sure. Um, we were not in Sri Lanka. We were filming in Terry Hills, which is a suburb in Western Sydney. Right. Uh, at, a, at a motel. And the pool, we um, tested it and it was about 18 degrees and it was freaking freezing. Yeah, well, if a, if a massive iceberg's floating in water, it must be pretty cool uh, when you're trying <laughs> to get into a lifeboat or potentially clinging onto a door. But um, that was pretty tough. And it, it, it does remind you, like, it makes me think of these these horror films at which, you know, an antique doll, you know, a bride of Chucky potentially has been waiting around to just unsuspectedly, like, you try and get rid of it. You got rid of the mummy in the first film and suddenly it's back <laughs> trying to have some revenge. And I think the, the bigwigs at Hollywood have actually um, thought along the same lines. And so, and they've actually produced a new film about the events um, because the last one, I mean, it was critically acclaimed Titanic at the time, but it did focus on the perspective of the humans. No one as yet has come up with a movie that's from the perspective of the iceberg. The Arctic Circle, 1889. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Berg. It's a buoyant baby boy. I shall call him Ice. A child is born to loving parents, Ham and Hinden, and grows up surrounded by love and polar bears. All right, son. You're at that age now. I'm going to teach you how to shave. Okay, Dad. Oh, doesn't he look so handsome? I just want to pour some grenadine on you. Until one day, their world is torn apart. Don't go out too far, Ice. It's okay, Mum. I just want to see something on the edge of the... <gasps> what? Look out, son. It's a steel-hulled ship. No! Mum! Dad! With his parents murdered in cold flood by a passing ship, Ice swore revenge. Until one day, the unsinkable happened. What's our course, Captain? Not long now until New York. This Titanic ship is a real beauty. And we're miles away from the possibility of any obstructions. Wait, what's that large white thing? Where? In the distance. We're in a balaclava. Oh, my God! Oh, blimey, no! Oh, blimey! Oh, no! Blimey! Ice to meet you. Arctic Circle Pictures presents Ice Cube, Gary Coldman, in Berg. Rated PG-13. Coffee? 
Well, it's come to that time of week where you want to get your Kevlar helmets on to protect your feeble little brain from the facts that Madokine spits in the segment. Yeah, that's right, Alex Dyson. Wacky stack hat on because we are ready. I've got a couple of uh, doozies for you. Um, that I've been researching over the course of the last seven days. Well, so, it's, uh, well I, yeah, I don't think you're the, the one who was able to classify doozies, mate. You haven't got your doozy license-giving license yet because uh, <laughs> a couple of your those get the infamous mild groan uh, if, if, if the fact... It raises our expectations, this segment, so if the fact doesn't live up to it, then look out, my man... You're only getting right. a, a small little uh, exhale. No, I'm feeling good for these ones, okay? Here we go. We've got to say before you get into it, we're going to be playing some listener ones as well. So we'd love you to send us your mind-blowing facts, matt.and.alex. Uh, hit them in the inbox so that we can okay. um, play a few of those. But, Matt, what's a, what's a fact that you've learned recently? The Apollo 11 astronauts, right, when they returned to Earth after visiting the moon for the very first time in history... Had to go through customs. Mind blown. <laughs> what are they? What do you like? They come back and go, "Have you anything to declare?" <laughs> <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin posted a photo of his uh, immigration certificate. Um, owner or operator, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. It's general declaration. Yeah. Uh, yep. Cargo. They have to declare moon rock and moon dust samples. <laughs> uh, this is in Cape Kennedy. Oh, it's so funny. So, so like, were the places that you've been, Cape Kennedy, then the moon, and then Honolulu. Because <laughs> <laughs> they like, land in the ocean and they got to go drive yeah. and pick them up from the, from the ocean. Yeah, so um, there you go, hey, pretty funny. Filling out your customs form coming in, eat fruit or veg. A little joke that they played out on the uh, on the form, it said, uh, any other conditions on board that may lead to the spread of disease? Uh, <laughs> and they answered, to be determined. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, alien invasion. Um, okay, the second, uh, second fact, second fact. Yep. <clears throat> Owls don't have eyeballs. Owls don't yeah. have eyeballs. What do they have? They have like eye tubes that sort of go from their brain just to their eye sockets. That's why they can see very far in the dark, but they can't turn their eyes. That's why they have to turn their head. Hmm? Hmm? Mind blown. Yes. So, so they've basically got like eye toilet rolls that are in their, <laughs> in their head. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, well, like a telescope in their head. They make a very good audience in comedy shows because they can't roll their eyes. <laughs> All right. God. I dare say they would have rolled a few in at that joke. Well, they hey, are um, rolling their head at that. Right. <laughs> Take- rolling in their graves because they wish they were dead. <laughs> All right, what's, your, what's, your final, what's your final mind blow before we hit the, um, the, the listener's choice? According to science, <laughs> yep. when you cry, if the first tear comes from your right eye, 
it mm-hmm. means you're crying from happiness. And if it comes from the left eye, you're crying from sadness or pain. That sounds fake. <laughs> I Googled it. I've been, I've been trying to check up on this. Apparently a lot of people are saying that it's true. Mind blown. Blown away. Well, that is, if that is true, that is mind blowing that <laughs> you've got a happiness duct and a sadness duct. But it means, so the first one comes out there and then it overflows to the other side and you cry from both eyes. Look, I don't know, but I've Googled it and I'm looking at a lot of different people that say psychological fact that this is right. It comes out of the right eye first, it's happiness, left eye, it's sadness or pain. But, I mean, you do your own research, okay? No, no, don't say that, don't say that. (laughs) We need something peer-reviewed. Preferably tear-reviewed is what I want to know about these tear ducts, man. But, yeah, starting a sentence with according to science is... Yeah, that's risky territory. Well, look, okay, if anyone wants to dive a little deeper, um, then, you know, you, you tell me, but I, that's what I'm seeing. According to that's science. That's what Professor Google is telling me, all right? All right, now. get on just Google scholar, as um, as uh, Dr. Carl would say. Uh, I thought it was three out of three, baby. Well, that's pretty good, provided the last one is true. Otherwise, the do-your-own-research comment will give you a wild grow, that's for sure. Um, Sarah has got in touch. Matt.and.alex, send us through your uh, mind-blowing facts. This is Sarah's. My mind was blown when I found out that the green and yellow sponges um, that have a little hole in them, the hole is actually so you can thread it through the tap and hang it off the tap to dry. I had no idea. Amazing. Mind blown. Oh, blown. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you telling me that that is as interesting as the three that I just told you? Look, I found it interesting that that was that's what we're going. Oh, turn it going up, mate! For. You've got this power has gone to your head. You're just milking it for all it's worth. Get out! Get out of here! Here's what Lockwood had to say. Hey team, some cheeky facts for you. In the movie Titanic, James Cameron, the director, actually drew the naked charcoal drawing of Kate Winslet. And in Jurassic Park, the sounds of the raptors is actually enhanced tortoises or turtles mating. They also tried horses breathing and geese hissing, but I guess turtles having a shell of a time was the winner. There's some pretty good film facts, but I'm not not sure if... Kate Winslet actually posed for James Cameron. He may have drawn it, but it it would really blow my mind if Kate Winslet got naked on a couch and and James sketched sketched it. Incredible actress. I just watched Mayor of Easttown and she was very good in that. Um, Final one from Loz sent in the mind-blowing fact. I discovered over the weekend that Jake Grigg, the lead singer of Something With Numbers, who were like, I don't know, kind of big in... 06, 08-ish, he's the air fryer guy on TikTok. Can you believe it? I cannot. I still cannot. Uh, Mild. Mild. Bron. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Lars. Bron, is Bron there? Yeah, Bron's in here. Bron, I mean, do you, okay, do you know anything about what, was just discussed. I know the air fry guy. Yeah, what is the what is the air? Who's the air fry air fry guy? He's on TikTok. He does like hacks for different um, things you can do with your air fryer. And he was in the band Something with Numbers. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, he's got a lot of fans. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand. 
Wow. It's certainly popular. I just See, that blows my mind that air fryer tips can get you that many followers. But I know is there something among others. I would would class that as cool. My mind remains intact at that (laughs) fact. Yeah, I hear (laughs) you. Absolutely. I'm in agreement. It's it's good for him because he's doing extremely well and I'm I'm happy for him. Absolutely. um, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, my mind's not blown by that. (laughs) (laughs) But your chance to blow our minds comes up every week. So get in touch, matt.n.alex, send us a voice memo of your mind-blowing fact and we will um, we'll prepare our cerebrums to uh, be assaulted by explosives. Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. So Alex Dyson, I'm working late one night. Uh, in my office. Um, I was working in the lab late one night. <laughs> you should have said it like that, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> and um, I get an email pop into my email inbox from uh, Amnesty International Australia. Oh, great you know, organisation. So yeah, you get a couple of these emails once uh, every you know now and then. And um, I was just a bit confused by the subject line. Right. Because it wasn't anything that they had before that, that they usually say in their subject line. So it didn't so have anything to do with human rights or... Well, that's it. You know. It suddenly just lands in my inbox and it says, 2021, tax appeal, 18 slash 06. This is the date. Yep. And it says EDM, which I'm usually stands for... Electronic, electronic dance music. Yep. Marketing. <laughs> uh, then it says SV and then it just says tax repush. And it's from Amnesty International. I'm like, okay, that's a bit... Okay, so something sound about to do with very tax. Amnesty internationally. Are you thing. are you a regular donor and something because you can claim some charitable donations on tax at the end of the year. So if you've done that, they might be giving you all the you know a receipt saying this is how much you've. Well, that's you've what committed. I thought, but then they sent another one a couple of minutes later saying, "Whoops, sorry about that. We meant to say Myanmar civilians are in danger and you have the power to help." That's <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that a typo or was <laughs> I don't doubt correct? that that is really true. And I mean, I certainly don't mean to be laughing at the situation no. that's happening in Myanmar. It's a terrible situation. Certainly at the time, this is about a month ago, mm. um, where, you know, hundreds of people are dead. It is certainly worth our our efforts and interest and to the be wo- helping out. And the world's focusing on it to make sure these innocent people are not in, in trouble, which is something Amnesty it. International does with Did the help they of do? your That's donations. That's why they're sending out pe- emails to us. It was just so yeah. funny that That's, uh, <laughs> instead of what they wrote, they're like, tax push, tax appeal, blah, blah, blah. No, uh, whoops, we meant to talk about yeah. okay, so they the said civilians whoops. in danger. You, they said whoops in it? Oh, they said sorry about that with okay. an exclamation mark. We meant to say, colon, <laughs> Myanmar civilians are in danger. You have the power to help. Um, and so, look, shout they out to have, what they do. They could have also just sent a follow-up email that was correct without addressing it as a mistake. You know, they could have just <laughs> said... We had my civilians in danger. It's just a follow-up email, rather. Than- but it just made me laugh, and I and I thought, you know, and I'm not, and I, like, it's just this thing. These things happen. I yep. think Amnesty International is an incredible organization. Mm. They do some great work. It's as you can imagine, someone's set up an electronic emailing system. Yeah. They've got the reasoning behind their push. They're wanting to make sure that people mm. understand that their donations are 
um, tax deductible? Mm-hmm. Should it come up to tax time? They just want to let people know the, tr- the truth about what's going on. They've hit, they've hit go too soon and it's, uh, it's come out a little bit. Yeah, uh, no cold. good, no good. I told you, but, um, I told you when a couple of months ago we got, got the decision at uh, Comedy Republic. They were like, oh, after one a.m., extended license during Comedy Festival, you will need security guards. And so we haven't needed them up till then for our one a.m. license. And I got forwarded the email from that. I'm like, oh, you will be needing to hire them for security guards for two hours, but you need to have a four-hour minimum shift. You know, they need to be trained, that sort of thing. So I emailed back to the person I forwarded to me, boo. And then the, the BCGLR person was like, um, was that meant for me? <laughs> I'm like, whoops. Sorry, no, that was a yeah. uh, understandable well, decision, just not one that we thought because the police, that person that I talked to hadn't said, we're not, we're not recommending security guards and then it came through. It's like, no, you should have them. I'm like, oh, boo. Uh, sorry, no, I am a business owner who sends business mail. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Bell Bell copped an email from uh, a doctor recently as well that just started, "Hi, mum," uh, and then details of the, the like appointment. But Wait, Bell so- comes down and is like, "Is this? Do you think she meant to say this?" Just hi, ma'am. No, <laughs> I'm sure it's a hi, mum. But it was with reference to something that Sophia. Like a, an appointment, Sophia had something on her hand, so it was kind of that. And I don't, we don't know whether the doctor has decided to just call, like, just be overly friendly. Oh right, to, to be like, mum hi, mum of Sophia, yeah. or like, or it's, just in her head was like, I'm thinking about mums. Hi, mum. Well, I know um, Woods, her family dogs occasionally stay with like a dog sitter, and the dog sitter writes weekly updates or something about the dogs. And they say, I'm missing mum a lot, kind of thing, <laughs> you know, in the voice of the dogs. So, so doctors are now doing that. <laughs> doctors are now doing that for their patients. A very thoughtful, uh, thoughtful thing. Uh, well, Bill from Ipswich is giving us a call. G'day, Bill. Hey, fellas. How are you? Really good. good thanks, thanks, man. Bill. Have you had a bit of an email bungle yourself? Uh, yeah, not too long ago, about 12 months ago, maybe. I, I quit my job in real estate. And I. I'll tell you what. Had- yeah, you well, know yeah. how to send an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I have quite a few mailing lists going well, out a lot. The old Thursday afternoon send-off. Uh, uh, you don't, a few newsletters land in the inbox. Don't mind a little Monday follow-up call, do you either, Bill? <laughs> oh, mate. Like I said, former real estate agent, I was so happy to be out of that. For sure. And uh, what was the situation? So just after I'd quit, I had a – former colleague that I used to work with that I'm still mates with. And I thought uh, I'll send him, I gave him a call and said, hey, I've got the details of a developer. He's a bit of a bit of a wanker, a bit of a tosser, but you might be able to make some money out of him. Do you want me to send you his details? He's like, yeah, for sure. So I logged on to my work email address, sent him a quick email saying, hey, here's that dickhead details. Uh, you know, just... Make sure you look out for this, this, and this. He is a he is a tosser, but you know he's got these properties here, here, and here. No. So I think you can see where this is going. Yeah. I, I pressed send, thought nothing of it. A week later, my mate called me up, said, "Hey, did you ever send me those that guy's details?" <laughs> I, I checked the old email sent oh. folder, and I had sent it to that developer. Oh, oh I love no. it so much. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I called him back and said, "Yeah, I'll give you the, his details now over the phone." But 
don't tell them you got them from me. You might not get a good response. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is very, very fair. All right, well, thank you very much. Oh, my God. That one, Bill, <laughs> popping that in. It's, uh, yeah, we appreciate that. And, um, look, we, li- we all live and learn, don't we? Always check your drafts before <laughs> clicking send. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks, guys. The year is 2021. A century on from the greatest maritime disaster in history. Hey, Billy, let's go check out the Titanic Museum. My great-grandpa was the captain. Oh, for sure, that sounds safe and fun. The Titanic shipwreck was the worst accident in history. But it turns out that revenge... Wait, look in the background of that photo. The balaclava. Billy, I don't think this was an accident is a dish best served ice cold. Now, if you step over to this exhibit... Wait, what's that cracking sound? Ah! Ice Cube, Edward Snowden, Berg 2. No more Mr. Niceberg. I think I have told you about the story of this wig. It's because it's it. You've already got your your Merkin, your Turkin Merkin slash toupee, um, which I thought was the only wig you ever need. It's um, goes upstairs, it goes down, it does it all. So I'm surprised that you do have this this secondary wig that you're wearing alongside these glasses. Which are they prescription? Are they just glass? No, there's a hole in them. Look, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah, right. Because I've already had a, a radio co-host who came came to work one day with what he described as a new look that was glasses with just just like window glass <laughs> in them. <laughs> uh, but that's what you're doing to me right now. Shout out to Tom Ballard for that. I think he, he lasted about four weeks. What, with just plain glass? There was literally nothing, no... Yeah, real real thick black rimmed glasses he, tr- he tried it out as a new look. <laughs> well, okay, straight up. And then slowly retired them. Before we go into this, I want to know what's your failed new look? <laughs> what just absolutely, yeah. what do you look back on now? Just terribly embarrassed by What's your fashion risk? Did you start wearing a bow in your hair? Did you do the Pippi Lobs long stocking and then have to have to retire it? Yeah, the, the glasses is funny. Um, I have mentioned this story before, all right? Um, I will warn that. But uh, but this is like the, the raw, unedited version of it. So, look, the reason why I bought this is because I, um, I did an audition one day uh, – for like a character that was um, Indian. Oh. Yeah, I mean, this is okay. just, this is the stuff I'd got sent for, you know, back in the day. I mean, I've been an Ethiopian so, diplomat. Yeah, sure. I mean, you've got range. I've, I've, <laughs> I've gone for, um, well, I, I mean, the reason why I got Ethiopian diplomat cause I, is because I went for an Iraqi father. Um, <laughs> and They said Iraq, <laughs> Ethiopia. <laughs> and uh, and then I also got um, you know I've done the African American thing. I mean, look, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm and you, you, the Ethiopian diplomat. Um, you sort of based off your dad's accent from memory, wasn't it? Eh. What are you doing? Eh. <laughs> I'm not going to say whether it's yeah culturally appropriate or not. Okay, that accent, me mm. doing that accent. Mm. Some people get offended by me doing it. I'm just trying to do. Mm. An African accent as best as I can. Mm, um, from your African heritage. Ematu. 
Tell you that for me, you need to keep up his appearances. That's not bad. It wasn't bad, was it? Um, so bad. that's but my uncle. Now, that's my uncle. So that that's your past role. Now, Matt, Indian. Let's yeah. <laughs> jump into the reason you got this week. So I so the Indian working at an Indian restaurant. Okay. Now the character's Indian. His whole family is Indian. It's a family-run restaurant. And I was a little bit confused as to, for starters, why I was playing an Indian person and for second yep. is what I should do to best prepare myself to play an Indian person on screen. I don't think you'd be that confused as to why. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew, that confused. I knew why they thought I was going to be yeah. appropriate to be playing an Indian, but I couldn't do it. And so, and this is mid 2000s. So a lot's changed, Alex Dyson. A lot's changed. So you've had this weird g- for 15 years. Yeah, it hasn't grown at all either. Um, <laughs> and I brought it. I bought it. I wore an open shirt, open neck shirt, and oh. I, I brought a chain. So I had a chain yeah. here. Now, see, here's the thing. I don't know who was more inappropriate. Them asking yeah. me to play an Indian guy or me. And you say, you realise I have no Indian heritage at all and they're going, fine. Um, or you telling them that, they're going, all right, well, we're going all in. <laughs> exactly. And then dressing okay. up as to what I perceive to be an Indian person, which is sure. probably going to be more offensive. I don't know what's more offensive. Yeah. All right. Well, so, well, is it someone coming from India and then just going full stereotypical Ghanaian and uh, trying to play someone from Ghana? Well, what would you reckon well, about that? I did go full. I tried to go full, go full Indian and I, and I did the accent and everything. And I tell you what, honestly, I believe we've got some I've, we've got some footage, <laughs> no. some live footage from the interview right now. Let's uh, cross to it now, please. Don't, yeah, I'm not interested in. No, we don't need to get cancelled. Yeah, goodness. And I remember being halfway through the audition, and I was fully putting on the accent and had like yep. a little bit of a head wobble <laughs> and everything. Hey, I'm just telling you. No. I'm just telling you what I was literally yeah. doing. Okay, I was putting putting on that. Like I was fully going. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. putting on the accent, doing the head wobble, yeah. right? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> the director, and this is 2005. This is 2005 and about, it, 2000, no, 2007, they, say. Oh, okay, getting what Facebook started about then, so that's getting a bit worse. <laughs> um, did, did they teach you anything about doing accents in like, because you went to acting school, you did a yeah. degree in acting. Well, what did they, they teach did you anything do, about, about playing accents? Like yeah, I mean, you did, you did a lot of voice work and a part of that was speech. Mm speech um, pathology, you know, and voice dialect yep. training. So figuring mm-hmm. out all the vowels, writing phonetically, a, e, e, o, u, schwa's, mm. you know, stuff like that. So you, you sort of break down every single every single sentence phonetically so you can try and do it yeah. in the Indian accent. Did they teach you about the open shirts and the chains? Or was that a <laughs> actor's choice? Man, I was halfway through the audition doing all of this, full-blown, like, accent, this wig on. head wobble, this wig on, chain... <laughs> Open shirt, talking about my like curry shop. Like that's literally what I was working at an Indian curry shop, you know. That was what the role was. That's what the role was, yeah. Yeah, good. And, yeah, you and didn't invent the that. director, a- <laughs> the director just stops, just goes, Matt, 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 stop. <laughs> I'm literally halfway through the, the audition and I'm like, Yes. <laughs> she she goes You're being ridiculous. <laughs> I 
I literally just like took off my chain and like my wig and just walked just out of it. Take it off. Just take it off. Just walking just out like, with a wig. Oh, okay. <laughs> just. <laughs> Walk out of the room. So, so they didn't say you want to try it a bit, a little bit less. They literally just said that'll do, big. Yeah. That'll do, and off you just go. Just you're being ridiculous. Please stop. <laughs> and You've seen enough. Fun fact: that director, mm. also the director on Monarch Cove. There you go. The other, the, the other <laughs> thing you got fired from as an actor. Playing the role of waiter where you dropped glass in the pool accidentally and shut down production for a day. I, re- I reckon I am. Who is this? Can we get them on? Just having to, I don't know to whether tolerate this. She won't remember this. me at all. Can we can we try anyway? Send them a DM. That'll that always works. Oh. Anyways. I mean, we've already talked about career enders but if you've got any more please get in touch with us <laughs> what's just your most shameful moment in work like have you just been fired in front of everyone like what what's happened i gotta say i'm gonna have to start using that from now on matt you're being ridiculous <laughs> just, <laughs> just stop just end, stop end stop well, oh, 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 come on come on <laughs> <laughs> but good to see the wig making a uh, an appearance back in some audition videos for you, Bad Kind. Looks good. Looks yeah, good. Yeah, it was looking great. All right. Well, thanks very much for joining us. It is another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hey, keep in touch with us at matt.alex. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in Mind Blowns this, uh, today. You can always do that. And, yeah, if anything you hear that you can relate to, just uh, shoot us a message, audio or text. We love hearing from you. That's it. Thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.